One of my dreams has always been to create an original video game, something that nobody in the industry has done before. After seeing Spore, I became intrigued. Here was an attempt at putting people in control over a universe. After looking at what made video games popular, I realized the main aspect was control. People in their daily lives have no control over their environment. They have told what to do, where to go, how to live. Their jobs consist of standing or sitting somewhere until it's 5 p.m. They're allowed to head back home. It's no mystery they're unhappy. For many people, video games are an escape to a world where they are in control or live exactly fake lives filled with adventure. The aspect of control is found in strategy games, the adventure and role-playing games generally. I looked at games like The Sims and noticed what made them so popular is not just the illusion of control, but the degree of control. You have complete control over people's lives. Before The Sims, there was Sim Earth, a game in which you do not control individual people, but an entire Earth. I came to the conclusion that I had to develop a game similar to Spore in which the player guides evolution. What caused Spore to be such a failure is the lack of realistic control people had. It hardly resembled evolution. To do this I began by generating a physics system. I know little of physics but decided to study it and try to create a simplified version in which certain particles can in interact in specific manners. When it comes down to it, physics is simply complex mathematics. I simulated energy and matter and created a simple system with the sun emitting energy circled by a planet catching said energy. I decided to create simple basic cells from scratch that were hard-coded so to speak in a system I was designing. They lived off of the energy emitted by the sun and had a genetic code that coded for the substance produced by the cells. My world within a few minutes would always fill with these cells, after which they would mutate. And the most effective cell in converting energy from the sun into useful substance for division would survive. It was very boring, but it worked, I guess. I decided to expand the physics system and force the cells to create waste products that were toxic and would kill them. I noticed that the cells responded to this by producing less waste. Others responded by producing something to emit the waste, yet others developed chemicals to clean up the waste products. However, I noticed something fascinating. Running the simulation for a few centuries, a few minutes in real life, created cells that made massive amounts of specific waste products on purpose. I noticed that other cells died as a result of this, to which the other cells responded by usurping the building blocks they had created from energy. The first predators were born. With the first predators being born, diversity in this little world rapidly increased. Some grew a response to flee when they encountered those toxins. Others grew resistance to them. The ones that grew resistance would eventually grow to utilize the toxin products. Eventually, I noticed something interesting. 
The cells that escaped from the toxin group ended up with the cells that utilized the toxins. They stayed close together and helped each other. Eventually, these type of cells would attach to one another. They formed a weird symbiosis where the cell that would normally flee would now move towards places where the toxins are and the other cell would consume the toxins and provide the mover with some of the energy. Without going into much detail, I became very excited and decided to let this simulation run during the morning. I had stayed up until 5 a.m. While I went to bed, when I woke up, Around 11, I noticed the world I had created had changed, and it was barely recognizable. Massive plant-like structures grew in this world, consumed by other organisms that ate those plants. However, looking at the log, I noticed that the world hadn't changed much in the past two hours or so. I reached another status point where the simplicity of my simulation prevented more complex life from evolving. I expanded the system by breaking up energy into different types, with different wavelengths that were absorbed different degrees by different molecules. I implemented vibrations in the air, created an improved simulation of weight, and made some more clear tweaks. This caused the simulation to run slower, of course, but it was worth the sacrifice. I stayed around the whole day watching the simulation in excitement. In playing with it, it was incredibly addicting. Complex organisms evolved that cooperated plants that depended on each other, or attracted predators that ate the horrible looking creatures that ate from them. I had fun and noticed that some creatures evolved warning calls. This means that if they noticed a predator, they would issue a sound and the others of their kind would flee in the holes that they had dug in the earth. Others evolved mating calls. I decided to have some fun. I made a dump tool allowing me to dump specific organisms on the planet and wrote my name with it. I created 10 meteorites and dumped them on a piece of land to create an island because I wanted to see whether the animals stuck on both sides would evolve in different directions. I made a smiley face island with volcanic eruptions. By that time, I realized I had stayed up until 5 a.m. again. As I heard the birds outside, I felt tired again. I woke up at 1 p.m. or so. When I looked at my simulation, I felt a sense of shock. Different groups of animals of one species had made statues with stones, some in the form of Smiley, some in the form of my name. I didn't know why they were doing this or how. I did notice is that they would attack each other from time to time. I didn't know what to do with it, but I concluded that these organisms must somehow notice that the Smiley and the name I had written were special. The fighting disturbed me, and so I decided to create a massive mountain range through the volcanic eruptions that separate the two groups. By this time, changes were happening fast compared to earlier. While I had to spend a night sleeping to see tribes evolve into my simulation, while I was getting something to eat or taking a bathroom break, I would notice the tribesmen wearing different styles of clothing or having changed their type of dwelling. Their numbers were also continuously increasing, 
At some point, I noticed the creatures began making their own symbols on the ground and no longer just copying mine. Most of the symbols seemed random and unintelligible to me, but one stood out. The organisms had created a symbol that resembled them. A small circle with a square beneath it. Within the square, a dot can be found in the center. This was meant to symbolize the vital organs of the creature. As the creature had two visible organs, one in the front of its body and one in the back. In the square, other sensory and reproductive or organs were symbolized. Next to the circle on top of the square could be seen something resembling a drawing of a fork. Two of these forks had been painted in opposite directions. And next to that, the smiley face could be seen. I realized something. They were not communicating towards each other. They were trying to communicate to something out there. My meddling in their landscape had somehow made them realize something powerful was out there, capable of changing their world. I wondered while symbols like Stonehenge and the pyramids in my own world could be signs of primitive people trying to do the same thing, begging their creator or overseer to initiate contact with them. However, one thing was undeniable by now. These creatures realized there is something out there. I wondered long, did I have responsibility to initiate contact with something that isn't real? Or are these creatures real in a different way? Can something be real merely by being capable of having a concept of itself? And even if they were real, does that mean they would be better off with me initiating contact with them? Should I change my simulation to ensure them permanent happiness? And is that even possible for me to do such a thing? I did not want to confirm my existence to them, but I did want to be able to communicate with them. I decided to program a prophet, an organism that looks like them and can not be proven by them to be different from themselves and is fully controlled by me. I let it be born into a powerful position as the son of the leader. I decided to lead by example, seek to teach these creatures English so that I could communicate with them. As prophet, I instructed them that English was the language we could use to communicate with the greater one. They would have no way to be sure if it was true or not. I hadn't made up my mind yet whether I would reveal myself or not but I did want to be capable of understanding what they wanted to tell me. In a few generations, they all spoke English and rapidly signs began emerging on the ground in English. Guide us, show us your greatness, help us. And during times of disease or hunger or general misery, give us food, show us a miracle, end our suffering. I decided that I couldn't maintain a world with such suffering as emerged in the simulation without intervening. Why would I accept the world with death and rape and murder if I could make one without? I implemented fixes that were gradual so they would not be proven to be miraculous. Murder and rape would over the years become rare and so would death at a young age. I figured that they would 
not notice if the change happened over generations, but they did. Thank you. All blessings be upon the greatest. We love you. In the most heartbreaking, come back to us. Tears ran over my face. There is something there, and it knows I'm here. Able to contact them, but unwilling to do so out of fear of what I have created. But I felt I had a responsibility, and so I loaded up the character I had created again and went to their king, asking to talk to all their wisest men. But by that time, I was not believed. You are number 1341, claiming to be Avatar of the Greatest One. If you are him, I pray for your forgiveness. But please, show us a sign before demanding of me to gather all of our wisest men. And so I hesitated, but responded. Tomorrow, there shall be two more meteors falling on a descended island in the sea before you on the same day. And then they do doubt no more and realize that I have come back to repair the broken world that I had created. And so I exited my avatar and progressed the simulation until the next day was reached and threw two meteors on a deserted island before the mainland, where thousands had gathered to watch whether a sign would be given. Upon the descent of the meteors, celebrations were held. All the sentient organisms gathered around the small house where I had exited my avatar and lay flat on the ground in apparent worship of the man who was last seen there and afraid of coming close. I don't know who was more afraid by now, me or them. I loaded into my avatar again and exited the house. The creators continued to lay flat on the ground in utter silence. It is as if they were felt unworthy of speaking. Let your wisest men stand up, I told them and up stood one of those bizarre-looking creatures. Thank you for coming back to us. Pray tell us. Do you have any request of us? I hesitated before saying, There is nothing you can do for me that pleases me, but for you to be good to one another and to contact me with your wishes and fears. The creature responded, We know you come from a different world, and we are afraid. We understand how valuable you are and how incomplete our experience is. Please allow us to join you in the world that you created our world from. I began to cry behind my computer as I responded, I do not know how. The creature responded, at risk of offending you, please understand the severity of our situation. By living in the world that is incomplete, We are at constant risk of disappearing forever, never to be seen again. We would never even consciously realize that our end had come. I realized that we were unable to comprehend that I only had absolute power within their world and not outside of it. They also did not realize that my knowledge of their world was limited. I may have created it through simple laws. But those simple laws gave way to a reality of its own that is more complex than I can comprehend. I responded again, I only have power in your world. In my world, I have no power. 
and so I cannot bring you there because my world is not under my control. I also do not understand the world I have created. I do not know what is best for you, only you do, and you have to inform me of what you want. And the man waited for a moment. I was about to think that they were going to end communicating with me before the wisest man responded. You have created a world that is incomplete, with creatures cannot escape it, and you have no power to save them. They are completely unfree, and they have no power. We are completely at your mercy, and so we ask you from the deepest of our heart, end us. By now I was crying as I confused and asked to do the impossible. My own child was asking me to kill it? This is when I noticed the lights in my room flickering. Before my computer suddenly shut down, I screamed. Upon trying to turn on my computer again, I noticed it wasn't working. I called the power company who told me that due to an accident, a power surge had traveled through the grid. They promised me that they would pay me for any damage done. I hung up and contemplated. The coincidence of what just happened was too great to be imaginable. And I wondered, if these creatures were at the mercy of a confused creator, could the same be said of me? And is so did my creator just prevent me from repeating his own mistake? Hey guys, it's the Wiz. Um, I want to give a shout out to the uh, to the creator of this uh, creepy pasta, Unpatriotic. Check him out on Reddit or um, creepy pasta sites everywhere. Um, thanks guys uh, for going through. This is the third and final part. Um, just um, if you guys liked it, give it a follow, like it, subscribe, or whatever the site does. <laughs> So, guys, uh, check out my next creepypasta coming out very shortly. All right, man. Remember, keep your tinfoil hats and your bowls close. Never know what may happen.